Hey friends, welcome back to Cover to Cover as we are unpacking the intimate God. We are here with Pastor Alan Craft, the author, and KJ Tenzo, one of our teaching pastors. I am Jenny, trying to kind of lead this conversation as we go into this next chapter that is on engaging scripture. Um, I would love, Alan, one of the things that I loved, it's that the Bible is described as a complex library of difficult passages. <laughs> <laughs> and I love just that phrase of like, how would you say people navigate this personally? Like, yeah, it's overwhelming I for know. some people. And I wanted to just get that out at the front of this chapter, because I do think we revere the Bible, we value the Bible, but it's like Christians are afraid to admit it's actually kind of a difficult book mm -hmm. to engage with. And I don't know if people talk about that much. And so then there's sort of this expectation that I'm supposed to really connect with this book and people are maybe afraid to admit it's really hard to connect with this book because of the cultural realities that are so dramatically different than ours. So many cultures are represented there and and uh, over you know centuries and there are so many factors that um the whole the contextual context even the letters of paul you know these are things that are you know two thousand years ago in a culture that's very different than ours and so i think there's um i hoped by i could just acknowledge sort of the elephant in the room begin there and say can we at least admit that the bible sometimes is sort of hard to engage with that's honest. I love it. <laughs> Coming from like a pastor, like what about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally affirm that. Like don't even, I, I could go off on how, <laughs> how complicated, I mean, that's why for every sermon I do, I take this tiny, 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 tiny passage and I'll say it's too big for me. Like mm. be, be, because there's so much packed in it. And th then I also think that the Bible gives the opportunity to skim on the surface. So it gives this this concept that it actually is easy or it should be easy, but it isn't easy um, because it's engaging our hearts, it's engaging culture, it's engaging history, it's engaging a whole other like vocabulary and language. And um, I have a hard time um, engaging a text that's from the 1800s in English. Right. And the Bible is from the first century in Greek. And and so like, you know, Seems like doable. Yeah. or a thousand years before that, right. yeah. you know, right. in a completely, you know, in Hebrew, Aramaic, exactly. and the different forms of Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. So I think that analogy is helpful because I don't want to hear people, people hear that, oh, it's difficult. So we don't, it's opposite. You know, yeah. It's it's yeah. devalued. No, it's just acknowledging. It's like the ocean. You can skim across the top or you can stop and scuba dive, you know, and there's so much to discover underneath the surface. And I think that's the invitation, but acknowledging um the question of how do we engage um, more deeply in a book or a library of books like this. Mm-hmm. And you do talk about like Jesus's view of scripture yeah, and how that influenced. I would love for you to dive a little yeah. bit into that. I think that's so important because a lot of times I think people come to the Bible and especially in our culture these days, there's a lot of deconstruction. There's a lot of, you know, people are you're wrestling with passages and they're coming to these conclusions. And, and I, I just felt like that's a really important place to start. It's like, I don't have to sort of 
argue. I don't think we have to argue from scripture to, you know, to, to, um, you know, argue that it's valuable or whatever. I think the foundation as Christians is look at how Jesus handled scripture. Look at how Jesus valued scripture and his scripture was the old Testament. And so I think there's something really, really important in that is, Hey, we're, we're following Jesus. And because Jesus valued the old Testament, let's Mm -hmm. value it as well. And let's figure out what it looks like to engage with it rather than the starting point, start with the Bible. And I've just got to defend this book. Um, that gets a little, I think it, it uh, causes us to lose sight of um, the foundation that we're really followers of Jesus and uh, we're honoring what he honors. Yeah, I had, um, I had a, a course back in college that they, they tied every answer that Jesus gave and everything that he talked about back to something in the first five books of the Bible. Really? Um, that his answers, that, that they all would point back and like, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Oh. You forgot, but I'm bringing this back. <laughs> and so it, it was like bringing the integrity back um, to Hebrew culture and the pharisaical laws and stuff like that. And so there's something um, that it's e- easy to almost be too on the surface that you don't understand it, that you don't engage it, that you don't have it. I don't exactly. know, you know. Well, and the other piece of that, I think, is to flip that script and realize that if Jesus, as he says, he is the fulfillment of all the scriptures. Right. And when he's talking to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, you know, he's saying that all of these things point to me. He starts with Moses, the prophets. He, he's, yep. he's explaining all these things point to me. So that gives us then a framework through which to even look at and explore the yep. Old Testament. Now we have a framework. We see it through the lens of Jesus. And so we're looking for how does this point to Jesus? Even the Old Testament, how does it point to Jesus? So that, I think, changes everything when we can begin to interact with Scripture and see Scripture through that primary lens. Jesus is the point. Jesus is the point. And I would I would say um, there's a lot of people who would take that and say, so it's, it's kind of like the Old Testament is just prophecy pointing towards him. But I think like, um, in, uh, so the term, uh, the term of like fulfillment, I, he, he fulfilled the law. Um, there's this whole picture of he is the understanding of it. Um, so, um, the old Testament is understood through him. Um, he is the, the fullness of understanding of scripture because scripture pumps through his Veins. And so there's there's something, it points at him, it's interpreted by him, it's experienced through him. And I think that's what brings us to this chapter in the book of like, to be saturated in him in scripture brings us to this, this fulfillment or something. Mm. I don't know how to, but it's there. And he invites us into this experience of him. Yeah, that's really good. We're talking about intimacy with Jesus. Right. And right. so then if Jesus felt this way about the scriptures right. and he was 
when he's on the cross, he is quoting scripture. Yeah. And at his most excruciating moment, scripture is coming out of him. And so if that's who we're following, then we don't right. want to miss out right. on this crucial aspect of the spiritual life and how it brought Jesus life and how it can do the same to us and give us a, a sense of the heart of Jesus and what he values. Mm -hmm. That's good. You talked about, you know, Jesus criticized the Pharisees for kind of missing the point of scripture. And I would love like, how can like modern readers basically avoid making these the same mistakes and keeping the focus when they're in reading scripture? Yeah, that's such a great question because he, he, yeah, he says you search the scriptures and in them you can find life, but you don't have life because you missed the point. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty significant critique. And I think what it, what it does for me is it, it reminds me that anytime I engage in scripture, I want to either fall in love with Jesus more. <laughs> I, I want it to point me to him in such a way that I appreciate more of what he's done for me. Um, and, or it points to my own need for him. When we get beyond that, which the Pharisees, I think, did. They just kind of got into the weeds. It can turn into uh, a kind of a legalism, you know, it can really feed some self-righteousness and all of that. And, um, and so I think we just don't want to be guilty of that same thing, even with passages that are difficult. There are passages in the Old Testament that are really difficult. There's violence there. There are cultural laws that we don't really understand. And I think um, approaching them with humility and with Jesus, you know, and realizing there's a progressive revelation to this whole story and we're not stuck in Leviticus. Mm -hmm. It does point to something, man, that helps so much because then rather than just getting focused on these passages, we can't understand and we get stuck there and then people have a crisis and they want to, you know, they end up throwing their faith out the window because they can't figure out this one thing. I think there's a there's something freeing about looking for Jesus even in those places and realizing or this is early chapter in a long story, a big mm. story. <laughs> and this is just a small part early in the story. It's mm, good. That is good. You also talked about like Bible reading plans. Yeah. And I would love for you to kind of just Where's your heart in that? Um, any you suggest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear yeah, you guys' perspective too on this. Yeah. I just have found that, I mean, the Bible, just looking at it, it's a really thick book. It's um, where do I start? Right. Yeah. And I think that is, I find, found that for a lot of people, it's just overwhelming. Um, okay, I got time with the Lord and I've spent time in stillness and prayer or whatever, and now I'm reading scripture and where do I start? Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to try to help people. If you can um, remove that issue that from the, the, the conversation, then if you have a plan already in place, it just makes it so much easier, right? Mm -hmm. um, to, to dive in because you're not having to wrestle with, well, where should I 
go. Um, and so that's why for me, um, the one-year Bible has worked really well, um, where it's divided up into Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm, and a proverb every day. But uh, as I explained in the book, I'm not I'm not trying to get through it in a, in a year. I, I really, it just gives me a plan. And so in my reading this morning, I'm just, I just read the Old Testament portion and meditated on that. Tomorrow, I'll pick up the New Testament portion. So what's happening is over a long period of time, I'm working my way through hmm. the entire Bible systematically, and I'm interacting with Old Testament and New Testament over time. Um, I just have found that to be helpful. Um because for me personally, the whole, hey, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year and um, start in Genesis, we're pretty excited. And then we get to you Exodus get to that and kind of slow down a little <laughs> bit. And then it's Leviticus and it's genealogies. And I think, you know, we just, it's easy to kind of lose steam the way the Bible is designed. And so that's where I feel like uh, something like the one-year Bible enables people to interact with scripture, but not get stuck in trying to go from cover to cover. Because again, it's a library of 66 books and um, the the Psalms are poetic. And I love the fact that the one your Bible every day's reading has a Psalm because there's, it's about the heart. There's something mm. about the heart. So then you can read an Old Testament story with genealogies, and then you can read a letter of Paul, and then you're connecting with your heart. And then you have Proverbs, which is just filled with tons of wisdom. So I love that, just that balanced diet of kind of interacting with scripture, um, all the parts of scripture, you mm -hmm. know. So what what, what works? That's good. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, so um, from an academic standpoint, so mm -hmm. I have to separate academic pursuit and then spiritual pursuit. Mm -hmm. And so from an academic standpoint, I, I typically put, pick a book of the Bible a year um, because that's all I can handle. Um, mm -hmm. And just like sitting in that. So, so I'm doing the book of Philippians. this now. Oh, Philemon. Philemon right now. And yeah. it's super short and I'm doing this the entire year. And I wow. want it. Um, and then... Uh, Sorry, um, from a from a spiritual thing, I kind of do the same thing, but I only pick a single verse a, a year, and um, and I want I want that verse to become me, mm -hmm. and so that's that's it, and so it's this the this pursuit and holding back from going forward. And if I get bored in the verse, I don't understand the verse. It's like that idea. If I feel like I have to move on. And so, so I, I've typically found by the end, by the end of the journey, I've had this verse an entire year. I don't want to scoot on. Hmm. How do you uh, choose the verse? I pray about it. And so I typically on the day of a honey, I pick the, uh, the, the book of the Bible and then the verse that I'm going to be sitting in. And it's a part of the spiritual calendar. That's how I do it. I know it's over the top, but, um, <laughs> but I enjoy this idea of this is the portion that God has given me. I'm going to, so if I can have this verse become 
become me or this passage become me, then I have gained everything. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. But so. yeah, I love that. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah, a global, I don't know, global. It's just a, it's a spectrum uh, of engagement. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But the principle is the same. It's, the it's same this thing. idea of ruminating. It's this yep. idea of meditating. That's where I think, however we engage in yep. scripture, it's really not about the quantity right. that we've read that day of one verse for an entire year or an old Testament pastor or whatever. It's yep. not about the quantity, it's about our ability to slow down and ruminate in the passage, yep. which allows the Holy Spirit then to bring things to mind, to cause certain things to shimmer where we can slow down and explore that. Yep. And when you have a guided, a general guided plan that isn't dictated by, I got to get through this by the next day, I found that to personally, to be kind of mm -hmm. counterproductive because it the goal hurry. then becomes reading, checking out the right. box. I read that passage right. versus I'm going to start. I've right. got this, my, quiet, my, my heart is ready, stillness, prayer. My heart's ready. Now I'm opening my heart to scripture and I'm just going to read until something shimmers. Mm -hmm. And then when it shimmers, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to ruminate in that part. I think that's allowing the Holy Spirit to help us engage in scripture in a way that's not just informational and goal oriented, but is um, kind of inspirational. We're being um, inspired by, transformed by what God is saying to us in that passage at that moment. I think that's huge that you brought up the idea of being transformed by it in contrast to understanding it. Mm -hmm. I know, do I understand yeah. this text um, or have I been transformed by this text? Yeah. I'm going to hold on to it until it transforms me. Mm -hmm. um, there's something pretty cool about that. There is. I was talking to Raylene the other day about week one exercise of the Luke 15. And she was like, I've done that before. But every time I do that exercise, God reveals something else to me. <sighs> and I think that's the nature of scripture, that you really could have one passage, one verse for an extended period of time. And every time you read it, something else is revealed. Mm -hmm. That's the depth of scripture. That's the ocean part of scripture that we don't want to bounce across the top and hurry yeah. through. We want to stop and scuba dive, you know. We want to stop and and ruminate and let the Lord speak to us even through familiar passage. I think some of that's that's yeah. I think one of the biggest barriers is that we become so familiar with a passage that we just assume we know what it means. Right. And We've heard we, somebody else talk about what it means. Yep. Therefore, yeah, right. rather than Or we memorized it years ago and 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 we know what it means. We can quote it. Well, no, that's not, you know, that's just at some level, the surface. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today in this verse? That's good. I think you give, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say in, in the Old Testament, there's a story of Jacob and and God comes down and Jacob and God get in this this fight and and it comes to this imagine we ain't got God yeah fight. It, <laughs> I mean this is it's cool like like Jacob and God are fighting and it comes to a point that Jacob has a hold on God and God says let me go and then Jacob says not until you bless me 
And so the Hebrew people take that story and apply that to here's how you should approach the Torah. You don't scoot on until you are blessed by it. And so, of course, God breaks his hip and and then he goes away with a limp but that was the blessing of god that he was impacted by this encounter and he could wear it as his badge of honor of i fought god and uh and that's how our experience of the bible should be i don't want to let it go until it blesses me Mm -hmm. wow i love that that's great I got nothing else on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> was. It's very inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah, just very inspiring. And if anything, I want, I hope this chapter would do that for people yeah. or would just inspire a desire to spend time in the Word, realizing, wow, there are depths here that that we can probe and explore if when we slow down and... Um, It's something beautiful that I think Jesus can do in us as a result. I love that. Thank you, Alan, and thank you, KJ, for diving into this chapter. And we are going to continue these conversations as we move on through um, unpacking the intimate God. So be sure to go over to alancraft.com where we have lots of resources on there. The exercises are on there, um, ways that you can connect even with Pastor Alan. Um, Also, let us know your experience. Where are you at in engaging scripture? Um, Maybe you have a cool story you want to let us know, but we would love to hear about it. So let us know in the comments. Um, You can email Pastor Allen, um, but we will see you guys next week.